What is going on, comic book movie fans? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema. Today, I am joined by everyone's favorite redheaded stepchild. What's up, Jason G? Hey, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's been a totally not stressful day at all today. <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw this out there into the ether that there are some days, not every day, but there are some days where I would rather pluck my eyeballs out with ice picks than go into Walmart and be there for longer than 30 minutes, especially with a two-year-old daughter. And I can only sympathize with, with Mr. Dacey, one Mr. Dacey who has three daughters. How are you doing, Dacey? I'm good. I'm good. We're, mine are being corralled in there just to be quiet long enough for this to take place. <laughs> yeah, that's a feat in itself. Trust Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So today we are here to discuss Black Adam that just released in theaters this weekend. Us three gentlemen went out to uh, go see this, this film starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm -hmm. And right off the bat, I'll say this. When I saw the first trailer for this film, and I saw big hulking Dwayne The Rock Johnson in that costume. I thought two things. The first thing was, okay, he's definitely got the build for it. But the second thing I thought was, boy, or one could even say, gee willikers, it is so odd to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the wrestler that I watched as a kid growing up, play a superhero. And my biggest questions and doubts were all centered around that theory. Can The Rock pull off Black Adam? And after watching this film, I think he not only pulled it off, but Jason, he knocked it out of the park. I want to piggyback on that because I had the speculation like when I first heard that he was going to play Black Adam. Like I had, I was kind of split down the middle. I was, he, he's got the build, really like the comic book build of being this massive guy who could play the part. I think he's went from arena to cinema very well. The combination of him and Kevin Hart and all these different films and all of that. I just, I was like, I just don't want it to be too comedic. I don't want it to be too funny. I don't want him to make these snide remarks or these just be sarcastic all the time or, or do their smoldering look or whatever. I think he did a, he did a really good job of not overplaying the part. If that makes sense. Yes. I, I think he did a good job sticking to some material and uh, allowing the character to play itself. I, I will say this. <laughs> there are a lot of positives that I can say about the movie. I didn't come when I said I was going to drag it. I, I'm going to drag it, but The Rock himself, charismatic as ever. Him and Pierce Brosnan were incredible. Golly, is he big. He was fine. He's very charismatic. You know, you don't get to be the pie-eating, oh, I'm sorry, jabroni-beating, pie-eating, eyebrow-raising, trail-blazing, people's champ, The Rock, without being charismatic. So I thought that part worked for the movie. That's what I really worried about because The Rock, in film in the past has been known for a very specific role. He's really good at that role, but it's always that one role. You know, he's always kind of just this one type of character, but I think that he stepped out a bit. I mean, there was a lot of shades of the rock that we've gotten in other films. Sure. With some of the humor as well, but it was definitely a different take. I think on that character that the rock always plays, I guess. 
I, you know what? I'll say this. I think that the costume looked great, especially the costume we got in the finale. I was like a nerdy kid, you know, Christmas. I was like, oh man, he's got the cape. He's got the belt. He's got everything. He looks, he looks great. So the costume, I think, worked really well. I agree with um, that. So what were your problems with it, Jason? I want to know. I'm, I'm dying to know here. A, okay. Uh, oh, boy. There's a lot. Um, the CGI <laughs> looked awful. Like, the, at, the finale fight scene? At one point in time, I took my daughter to see this movie with me. Abigail looked at me and was like, Dad, what's going on? And I was like, I have no idea. I know there's a lot of lightning coming around, and everything looked... It was like I was watching a, a, a bad cutscene from a movie. I felt like I was watching a Michael Bay Transformers movie. <laughs> so, are you talking about just the finale? Because I will agree there. The little uh, Satan guy, you know, he looked a little on the fake side. He didn't look yeah. terrible, but he looked a little fakish. You know, like, okay, this is not very good for a major motion picture. <clears throat> that was the only portion of the film where I thought the special effects in any way looked bad. I thought Cyclops, uh, her, when she used her powers, that looked really bad. Uh, I thought The Rock, uh, at one point in time, I think it's in the finale when he's flying towards uh, whatever, whoever the villain is, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> um, it looked really bad, dude. But like the the stuff where he's moving fast at the beginning in the cave, I thought looked good in a dark area. It looked really well. But like when you got Black Adam out in the sun and he's just doing things out in the light, I thought it looked like a Transformers movie. I can agree with. All right. So there were certain parts throughout, like in the beginning when they were in the caves. When he first started making the fast movements, it was the it was the like that blur that would happen. Mm -hmm. But then there was this one little moment where it was literally like they were like, screw the blur. Let's just do this for a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they went back and then they went back to the blur. Don't overthink it. Keep those movements simple. It, you know, it doesn't overcomplicate the character. But I will agree that the CGI for the guy at the end, man, it just reminded it did remind me of some of the CGI of uh, Justice League. That was like just That's poorly executed, point. man. It was just bad. Uh, that <laughs> that part I did not like. It's I feel like from I feel like maybe for some of it from the neck down wasn't as bad, and maybe because mm -hmm. my eyes weren't as focused on it. But it was yeah. like where the head was, man. It just it looked real bad. <laughs> it, it was it, that was not well executed. As yeah. much emphasis as they put on Black Adam, I feel like they could have better executed. And look, they may look at it now, and I hope they have. I mean, now they have the power to go back and and touch oh, up yeah. post post cinema. But maybe that's one of the things that they will do. I don't. I, think I hope studios, so. That's the thing. I don't think that studios are doing that. We we heard the same narrative <laughs> with She-Hulk that they were going to go back and patch it, but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. That's true. Think about this. It's already out at this point. So yeah. how in the world does it benefit Marvel? I mean, yeah, sure. Legacy, I guess, is, is one thing you could go with. You know, people discovering it for the first time in a year from now. Mm -hmm. But I think that when you're thinking about things the way that a studio head would think about things, mm -hmm. that doesn't seem very appealing. But maybe that's yeah. just me. I don't know. No, 
and it, and I feel bad because it's not the uh, effects artist's fault. Like they're just given so much to do in such yes. a short amount of time. Like I feel bad right. for those guys, but that's been a that's been a hot topic lately. That it didn't look good. <laughs> that's been a hot topic lately. That special effects artists, especially with major motion picture studios mm -hmm. like Marvel, like Disney, like Warner Brothers, they're overworked and underpaid mm -hmm. and yes. underappreciated as well. Yes, good CGI is so important to to one of these superhero movies. Complaint number two, and I think we've already touched on it. You guys might not realize it. Can you name me a character that was not Black Adam or in the Justice Society? Give me a name. You got me. You got, you got Architect Girl. You got her son. You got the uncle. And you've got the bad guy. Amanda Waller. Okay. <laughs> Besides, and and I will say this, like, man, I would hardcore. have loved Justice At the very Society. end of the movie, hardcore. Remember her from... Uh, peacemaker uh she was she was there monitoring the uh the prison they put black adam oh, into okay <laughs> i don't guess i caught that <laughs> that's two <laughs> but yeah the characters were really bland the characters i cared about like man i would have loved a justice society movie i would have loved that more than i think black adam it's just a very like kind of by the numbers movie, in my opinion. And like I said, if I can't name you one character that's not your your hero or like your hero's team up, you didn't write good characters. Like, I don't know what the villain... Honestly, I don't really know what the villain wants in the movie. He right, wants so, to take back the... What's the name of the city again? The... Um, Kondok. Kondok, yeah. He wants to take back Kondok. Well, yeah, but the thing the thing was, it was the the mystical magic behind the crown, the darkness behind the crown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think I think what it is is it wasn't necessarily. It was more so about establish the crown, yeah, and then find out did. what the world, the underworld, or the world of darkness actually wanted. Which establish. I thought that was cool with everything being upside down. That was one of the yes. things I was like, "This is cool," but then the the bad guy looked really bad. He gets his powers from hell, just like Kane, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, "This is just like the big red machine." Maybe one day he'll be like a governor in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, never know. <laughs> but uh, okay, so problem number three, and this is a big one for me. The tone of this movie is all over the place, and you can tell by the soundtrack. You I go disagree from, with that. But go, you go, go from on. Smashing Pumpkins at the beginning of the movie. Then you jump to Rolling Stones. Then you go to Kanye West at the end. And it's just like, boom, 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 like all these pop songs, kind of. And you're like, what world am I in? Like, you've got the Deadpool uncle who's listening to, to Angel. And then you've got you've got the son who, like, it just, it's just so weird to me. Like, I just thought the tone was everywhere also. See, this is the first DC movie to me that feels like it's actually got a somewhat consistent tone. Okay. Uh, Daisy and I did see this movie in theaters together. And I, I tried not to talk to him too much afterwards. You know, you guys always try to talk to me before you're going to be on the show. But I'm always I did. Like, hey. I tried to talk to him in Walmart today. <laughs> but I feel like this movie was not. I think this is a narrative that Jason and I were talking about. Like it, it wasn't too jokey, like some of the more no, recent Marvel movies. Yeah. And 
you know, the jokes were earned rather than just throwing crap at the wall and just seeing what works. And then if it doesn't work, then, oh, well, at least we, you know, got a joke there here. So I think that every joke was earned. I, I think that, you know, it wasn't overly too silly. It, I'll give it, you that. It was not. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the humor and I enjoyed the – I thought that it was not inconsistent tonally. What do you think, Daisy? Yeah, I, th- I think I would have completely agree. Like we discussed earlier, that was the down uh, – for me, that was the downfall of Thor Love and Thunder is because the comedic tone was like forced upon you. It was like this worked well for the last film, so let's just really exploit it in this film. Whereas Black Adam, it was – I felt like it was just a little more organic. For instance, where The Rock or Pierce Brosnan mentions sar- sarcasm and, and The Rock kind of plays off of that. It's like, no, you actually lied. That's not sarcasm. But it quickly moves on. It doesn't like stay in the moment too long. It just kind of yeah. does a little nod and then moves on. I would say that as far as tone-wise, I would agree with Jonathan because for one, music's objective you can have different tones of music throughout. I truly think that with music being objective, it can apply itself tone-wise throughout whatever a specific scene needs. I don't think you have to, like if you open the movie with Smashing Pumpkins, I don't think you have to keep a 90s grunge theme throughout. You think about the way the music's that we grew up to versus what music is today and the time that music has advanced throughout that there's so much content to pull from. And so I think that there's something that can go along with it. I, I would make sense. I would, I appreciate because it does like give an expression to each like different styles of music. And I, I, I would say in those moments, if you, prefer something different then pause the movie or mute the movie and enter your own and see if it has the same carry. Well, I wouldn't, I don't think it would. I wasn't thrown off by it or I wasn't even really drawn to it. If that makes sense is, well, this is something that's not that great. The Rolling Stones one was weird. The one that got me, the Kanye one. <laughs> that's a great song. Like, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, think about the lyrics to that song, Jason. Oh, not, I know. One man should not have all that power. Oh, and speaking of which, like, I know we're going to get into this in another video. Man, you bet you they wish they had that one back before they put that song on the movie. <laughs> Why? Because of the artist? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the week it came out, Kanye got, like, deplatformed. <laughs> That's what tends to happen in today's society. Wish I could have that one back. (laughs) What did you guys overall think about, not just CGI, but what did you think about the Justice Society as a whole? I was really into it. I was very interested. Like, I want a movie with those characters. Uh, Like, I love Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate is one of the cool... like He died. He died at the end of the movie. I killed him all. I thought they were going to do something in- interesting. I thought the kid was going to get chosen by the helmet. Because they have the kid in the cape. Like, I was like, that's going to be interesting. But they don't really take any chances at all in yeah. the movie. Like, it, I, hated, I hated that Dr. Fate died at the end of the film. And Hawkman was good. I liked Hawkman. I liked Hawkman. 
Yeah. I liked I liked uh, Adam Smasher somewhat. I just thought his mask looked a little too similar to Deadpool. Deadpool? That's that I what agree. I thought. Uh, I agree. Cyclone was lame as hell. They, I could have totally done without Cyclone. Like, why not just give us somebody else that's a little bit more mainstream? Yeah, I, more I felt like she wasn't necessarily – when you take what she brought to the table, it's like, okay. <laughs> you can, you can we could have achieved the same thing different. Yeah. Well, she has the same power basically as uh, old Amber Heard in uh, Aquaman. Oh, God. <laughs> Cyclone. <laughs> Nah, John, John, that wind had different colors in it. That's true. It was green and purple. <laughs> but yes. yeah, I, uh, I'm i more interested in them than I am. And also, I thought they were going to do something really, really ambitious. Okay, I'm going to, can I, if I can be a little bit nerdy for a second, if I can, like, the story that they got this origin of Black Adam from is from the New 52. And in that comic series, like it's not his son, it's his nephew. And the the slave masters don't kill Black Adam's nephew. Black Adam kills Black Adam's nephew because Black Adam's nephew wants to uh, resolve it peacefully. Hmm. I thought they were going to do that, and I was going to be like, he killed his son. But they didn't. They, anything they could have done interesting, they just didn't. And it was really strange. I don't. I don't know why they did it that way. Well, if, I think that they want to build this character as a anti-hero, which is basically yeah. a Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Someone who flips off their boss, but at the end of the day, they're still a good guy. Uh, that that but I don't want my black Adam around. to be that. <laughs> well, and and I get that. I get that complaint, especially from a purist, someone who reads, mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. I, I did not have a problem with this interpretation of Black Adam being an anti-hero you know basically mm -hmm. which like i said means a hero you know i mean it's right. it's and how I, interesting would it have been if he was just a straight villain and we got this story through his eyes as a villain it would have been interesting i, I can see different. it would have been something different than what marvel does yeah it well, yeah, certainly but I don't know that it would have made it a better film, and I don't know that it would have made the character more intriguing necessarily. Maybe it would have. I don't know. I mean, I do. I'm a sucker for a really good villain. But yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I can see why they did it. They want Rock. They want The Rock to be alongside Henry Cavill. And they're going to have the fight first, <clears throat> like just yeah. like Marvel did with the Avengers, you know, where Thor and, and Captain America fight. and Well, Thor and Iron Man, whatever. But – yeah, at the end of the day, I can see why they did it. And Black well, I Adam's going to bash that dude. He's going to match him. If he was simply villain and only villain, that's where from paper to screen, mm -hmm. it can't always translate well. I get like that. With, yeah, that with comics, you have a continuation of writing. And so mm -hmm. if they want to shift the story at any point down the road, they can. Whereas... Wow. Whereas a movie not so much they've got to get to a common ground a lot quicker in cinema than they do in a comic book because mm -hmm. you got have a comic book run so like he could in a comic book run he could be all villain for a very long time yes, and then they could arc. shift that off imagine the the box office if there would have been at the end of the movie it would have just been a kill all tell all and end of movie the box office would have suffered because there would have been no satisfaction from the story. It's just like, hey, we got Black Adam. He destroyed everything. 
I does that think, make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but what, in my opinion, you could have still gone with the anti-hero thing, but moved more into the villain side of it. How awesome it would have been if we had just got a Thanos movie, and 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 like that's what I'm thinking. Make Black Adam your big bad, because yeah. if you do Dark Side, uh, I don't know if I want to see that though, Jason. Like I don't. I mean, that's just me personally. Maybe yeah. y'all disagree with me on that, but I don't want to see Black Adam as a big bad. But it would be fun to see him as a villain in Shazam or whatever. But at the end Which of the day, I feel like that's coming. That's may, what yeah, I feel maybe like. so. That's where what I feel like we're leading to. One thing um, that I will say too is it almost seemed like he was unfairly treated so like so much like a villain by the JSA. You know, I guess that was from the knowledge that they was given. If I had yeah. a minor complaint, that would be one. But overall, I thought the movie was was really fun. Uh, I didn't have as, I didn't have as much of an issue with the special effects overall, with the exception of the very end fight. So yeah, that was not like an hour. To, <laughs> yeah, that was not enough to ruin the film for me. So overall, if we're going to go ahead and start throwing ratings out there, I would say that I would give it, this is probably going to be more generous than I would feel in a year from now. So ask mm -hmm. me again in a year. But right now, I think it's an eight. <laughs> what do you I think, just Jason? I was just waiting to see Jason's response once he gave the number. Hi, <laughs> John. John, I value your opinion as a as a comic book cinema connoisseur, but uh, one point five. Um, oh, jeez. Better, better than Man of Steel. Better than Batman v Superman. <laughs> better than Wonder Woman eighty four. But not as good in the DC universe as like the Batman or Suicide Squad two thousand sixteen. Or 18, or whatever the last Suicide Squad was. James Gunn Suicide Squad. 21. 21, there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm having a kid Friday, okay? My brain is off. <laughs> it's understandable. So you had this film at a 1.5, to 1. be clear. 1.5. I'm, I'm not in the negatives. Uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman are in the negatives for me. <laughs> what do you have, Daisy? <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it land around like a six, six point five. That's because it's a, it's better than fifty percent. You know, it's better than the halfway mark. Like I genuinely enjoyed it. And again, I don't have as much background knowledge with uh, the character, but as far as like what I do know and the translation from script to screen, I appreciate it. It wasn't underwhelming for me, and I think I could probably stay with that simply because it's a it's a character I do appreciate and now he's on the big screen so yeah I, I mean I, I like the characters if we're just if we're just rating the characters I'd probably say 5.56 but the story like if I can't tell you the name of the villain you didn't do a good job in your storytelling also the pacing was really weird like it felt like at the beginning of the movie we had to run at one point in time like when we're going through like the origin story at the very beginning, I'm like, is, is this on fast forward? Like, why are we running through this? And then we got to the once he goes to the prison, it felt like it just stopped. The movie just was like, no more running. We're gonna go slow now. And then that that led to the uh, Transformers final scene. <laughs> once again, that's not a vibe that I got from it, but you know, that's the beauty of it. Hey, yeah, you're not absolutely. wrong, Jason. 
I'm not wrong. Daisy's not wrong. Movies are subjective and we all have different opinions. We all get something unique and different from a film. And at the end of the day, I liked it a lot. Daisy thought it was pretty good. And then you hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you this, like one last question for you guys. What does this mean for DC going forward? Like, are we going to get a Superman played by Henry Cavill that is Superman? Is it going to be Man of Steel Superman? What does Batson have to do with any of this? Like, Batson doesn't have anything to do. That's going to continue to be something completely separate and cut off from like the rest of the universe. universe. Yeah, yes, like a Joker. just like the Joker universe. But I think that I have heard through the grapevine that they're going to do a soft reboot to both Henry Cavill's Superman and Ben Affleck's Batman, and they're going to keep them both. They might even I'm okay keep with that. They're they're definitely going to keep Godot and uh, Momoa as Aquaman and Wonder Woman. They might even keep the Flash. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. (laughs) I can't believe it. It's unlikely still, but it's it wouldn't shock me at this point from the things that I've heard about through the grapevine, like through some some different uh, news sources, like. Like, they're already doing reshoots with him now, like, currently. That was recent as, like, a week ago. We'll see. I, I really That's hope. Insane. It if, is. If they if they do recast The Flash, anybody could be kidnapped. <laughs> like, we yeah. just gotta, we gotta keep Ezra Miller happy. <laughs> we will get more into that in our next video. <laughs> so, guys... Thanks so much for joining us. Jason, why don't you tell us where we can find you on Spotify? Jason explains it all. Uh, I have a back catalog. Uh, after I, this kid gets here and everything, I'm having a daughter on next or this Friday. Uh, I have new episodes in the can. Watch for that around December. But go back and listen to Jason Explains It All all the way through. It's, it's, it's good stuff. I have a graphic design and digital marketing business called Kingdom Projects. You can look me up at kngdmprojx.com for all those things. Thanks for joining. And also, comic book movie fans, you can always find us here at YouTube. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Facebook. And you can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Real Comic Book Cinema. Until next time, guys, have a wonderful day.